Welcome to another inspirational podcast from Abundant Life Church, where we believe that God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you. Now join us as we dive into today's message. As you're seated, tell somebody God is good. If I can really quick, Matt, can you give me some water? If you don't mind. When you open up the night with a lot of ministry, you get parched. I'm just going to hold it up here. Look a little unrefined as I walk around with my bottle of water. I got to get settled for a second. Um, it's New Year's Eve night. And um, I'm excited because the Lord's given a word for tonight. Uh, as I was preparing and thinking about coming into tonight, um, earlier this year, my dad, he, he and I, we sat down and we were talking through some things. And, and Bishop said to me, he said, so do you want to give the word or do you, do you want me to give the word? And so we talked a little bit and he said, well, let's, let's pray about it and talk about it. I mean, I don't think maybe an hour went by and he called me up and he said, no, you're giving it. And um, it was interesting because I felt a release, not in that moment, but, but I felt a release for what the Lord's doing in this season. And while it's, it's a great honor to be able to, to stand in the position my wife and I as the senior leadership of this house now, the one thing my grandfather would always make the statement is he says, never forget where you came from and you'll always know how to get to where you're going. And for me, I, I, I recognize this, that it is important to always honor the ones that came before us. And for years, our bishop, our overseers, uh, my parents, um, but bishop would give the word of the Lord. And so tonight is... is is a very significant moment. In fact, I was backstage and I was actually looking at the, the wall in my, uh, in my office and I got photos from 2023 um, when we were uh, ordained and, and, and transitioned into this, into this role. And I, and I said, my God, a year's already gone by. And um, Pastor Aaron was back there and I said, well, season one is done. Let season two begin. A good friend of mine in ministry, uh, he's a pastor, and uh, he texted me last year on the first Sunday of the year on January 1, because we had church, it was Sunday on, on January 1, and when our service got done, he said, he said, well, I honor your new position, you just got 50 more, 51 more to go until next year. So the weight of that. But I'll tell you, I, I'm, I'm so gracious with the teaching team that, that we've had to be able to come alongside um, my, of course, my parents, Bishop and Pastor Kathy, Pastor Reese, my wife, Pastor Aaron, Andrew, um, Everson. We've had several, many people minister and share this year. And it's a privilege to be able to do life with people that, that carry the mission and the heart of who and what abundant life is. And so the Lord spoke to me in that moment when, uh, when Bishop said, you've got it. And the Lord began to bring me back through all the years of the word of the Lord from what I could recall. And I know we've had them, um, God, I don't know how many, over 20, since 1996. But I began to think back when I was directly involved with these word of the Lords. And for uh, many of us that remember when we were at 1490 back in 2006, that's the one that I first, you know, made a mark of. Uh, that was the year of harvest. Some of you are like, wow, I remember that. 2007 was the year of insight. 
2008 was the year of one. It was about unity. And 2009 was the journey. And 2010 was defying gravity. And 2011 was the next generation. And 2012 was epic. And 13 was awakened. And 14 was freedom. And 15, you know, we were elevating as we came into this building, but we weren't quite in it yet because on 2016, we had the word move. And then in 2017, we were speaking, speaking to those voids. And in 2018, we were reminded about the DNA of Christ that is in us only to find out in 2019 we were going to defy gravity. But in 2020, we found out that we were going to have to flow a little differently. But in 2021, the church was rising. In 2022, we were driven again, only to find out in 2023 that we are greater because he is greater. So you don't forget those things when the word of the Lord is not about a night, but it's about the living word of God that's planted in your heart. And so the Lord spoke that this year, out of Psalm 92, it would be a year that we would flourish. Somebody say flourish. Now, y'all can already tell I got a handheld in, handheld mic in my hand right now. So I'm going to try and say as on point as possible. But I know this, the Lord has given a word. Psalm 92, I want to read it to you really quick. And I want to speak from this tonight. Starting in verse 12, the Bible says this. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord. You better take note of that because you're not going to flourish unless if you're planted in the house of the Lord. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. I just gave hope and new life to somebody tonight. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Another translation says they shall be fat and flourishing. I'm sure they're talking about being fat in spirit. <laughs> but the context of fresh or fat, it means that it's, it's ever expanding. I don't know if some of you, when you were grocery shopping for, you know, the, the, the holidays and the get-togethers and the gatherings, and, 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 and me, I went to one store and I, and I was picking up some produce, only to find out the next day it wasn't so fresh, only to find myself several days later really, really close to Christmas Day fighting everybody else. Actually, on Christmas Eve, before Christmas Eve service, I was at Publix trying to get some fresh produce out of fear that the next day it could go bad if I purchased it again too early but the Lord says even in your old age you'll be fresh in other words he will renew you so that you can continue to bear fruit so he says that they shall be fresh and flourishing and in verse 15 which will be the the last verse of our of our our, our, our passage of scripture for the new year it says this to declare that the Lord is upright he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. And so as I, I was reading this, the Lord brought this passage to me really back in, in the month of June, and I was, I was praying for something totally different, and the Lord stopped me, and he said, turn to Psalm 92. And I'm like, I can't recall really turning to Psalm 92. I'm sure I read through it at some point, but he said, I want you to go to Psalm 92. And as I was praying, he said, Sean, mark it down. It is time for my church to flourish. 
it is time for my church to flourish. And so as I begin to write it down and as I begin to, to, to just really read through this passage, the, the, the Lord began to give me perspective on, on what he was saying in this. And, and I want to tell you this because I thought it was interesting this morning uh, as my wife, as she was preaching, um, she said, you know, I don't mean to be so heavy in this, in this last service. And I was like, baby, that was just warming up for tonight. I didn't come to preach a sweet message tonight. I didn't come to give a word that was therapeutic for your soul. I came to bring a word of conviction. And the problem that we see with a lot of places of worship is we're not bringing a word of conviction because we get offended too easily. Jesus' whole ministry was all about offense. Conviction to the spirit is what pain is to the body. Conviction is what drives you to realize something is wrong and something needs to change. And if something's going to change, then we have to be convicted in what that place or what that area is. Because if you had an ailment in your body and it was hurting, you knew something's got to change. I can't, I can't take it. It's, it's got to go. But somewhere along the way, the church has allowed conviction to be replaced with condemnation, with offense, and God forbid we talk about sin. God forbid we talk about things that causes us to feel differently. Well, I'm not in this thing for a feeling. I'm in this thing to serve the mighty God who gave me breath inside my lungs and to carry out his purpose. The Bible says in Philippians, as we heard this morning, but I just want to reiterate it tonight, is it says this is that, he will work all things together for your good, but according to his purpose. Somebody say his purpose. So it's all about his purpose. It's about Jesus. And if we're going to be flourishing in 2024, if we're going to be fresh and flourishing in 2024, it starts when we are planted in the house of the Lord. Planted in the house of the Lord. The psalmist opens up with this and says, the righteous shall flourish. The righteous shall flourish. Not anyone's going to flourish in 2024, by the way. It's pretty clear. He says, the righteous shall flourish. What is the righteous? Those that have drawn close to God. Those that are in right standing with God. Those that say, I'm not going to allow anything to get between me and my God. Those are the ones that are going to flourish next year. It's the righteous that will flourish, but it's when they are planted in the house of the Lord. Not planted in the things of the world. Not planted in the agendas of man. Not planted in the political agenda. Not planted in what's going on with the economy. Not planted in what's going on with other minds and other people and other voices on social media. It's those that are planted in the house of the Lord. And you got to ask yourself as you're getting ready to go into 2024, where am I planted? Where am I planted? Because where I take root will determine the type of fruit that will come out of my life next year. Where I take root will determine the type of fruit that I'm going to have next year. And I'm determined to have good fruit, godly fruit, the fruit that the Lord has for my life. He says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. The Lord brought me to Luke chapter 13. 
And I just want to paraphrase it tonight, but it's the story of the barren fig tree. And I love Jesus, by the way, because he talks a lot about figs in the Bible. I mean, you think about it, you know, he's, he, he's given a parable about the barren, the, the, the barren fig tree. He rolls up to it, wants to get some, some fruit out of it, and, and, you know, it's not bearing fruit. And, it, you know, and so he rebukes it, and it withers up. I mean, apparently Jesus is really down with some figs. Could you imagine if there was a fig shortage right now? He would not be happy with just a Newton. Ain't nobody happy with a Newton. That's gross. He loves figs. I don't know what to tell you. So he gives this parable and he says this. He says, a man who has a, a, a fig tree goes to the keeper of the fig tree and he says, why is it that for three years that this tree has not, has not you know, bore any fruit? There's no fruit out of it. And the man looks at him and, and, he, and he basically responds to him and, and he says, well, I don't know, but, but leave it alone for one more year. I want you to say this one more year. He says, let it be alone for one more year. He says, let me dig around it and let me fertilize it. And then if it does not bear fruit, you can take it down. And the word of the Lord that came to me was this. That in 2020, there was a shaking that was taking place in this earth. And it's been three years since 2020. And some of us, we have not changed our ways. And the Lord is saying tonight, as you go into 2024... If you do not start bearing fruit, you are going to be taken down. Now that might sound like a scare, but if you are digging and fertilizing and planting and nourishing and being truly planted in the house of the Lord, based upon his word, you will be fresh and flourishing. But there's many of us that we have refused to fall in line with where the Lord is taking us. The word of God always takes you forward, not backwards. The Word of God will not leave you in yesteryear. The Word of God will always take you into purpose and destiny. And the Lord spoke to me about this, that if we as the church do not get our act together, we are going to miss what it is that the Lord wants to do in this last hour. But I'm here to declare tonight that Abundant Life Church does not act like that. For this is good ground, and you are people of God. And you carry purpose. And you carry significant seed. And you believe in the goodness of the Lord. And you're here tonight, and I believe this, that you are here to declare the righteousness of God. Because we stand together as the people of God. But there are churches all around the world today that are closing up. Because they've gotten away from the word of the Lord. It breaks my heart when I hear about churches that are... That are, that are Falling into foreclosure. They can't pay their bills. Churches that, that have, don't even look like a church anymore. They look to display means of entertainment. They're not prioritizing worship. They're prioritizing music. Music is where we get the, the word muse from. It means to entertain. I don't come here for entertainment. I come here for worship to the king. And if you need entertainment to get people in, you're going to need entertainment to try and hold them. And the only thing that truly holds you and sustains you and keeps you planted in the house of the Lord is his presence. 
We have to be a people of his presence. And so as, as I was reading through this, the, the, the Lord brought me back to this, this, this one line, which is in verse 12. He says, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, but <clears throat> excuse me, he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Now I took some time to start studying the cedar trees of Lebanon. It's quite fascinating. And you all know me, how I speak and preach and, and talk. I always like to give you some background context. Because, I mean, if they're going to put it in the Bible, I want to know what in the world they're talking about. And so I begin to, 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 to study this. And there are, tonight, I want to give you four expressions, four ideas, four, four, four thoughts around this cedar tree. But really how it pertains to where the Lord is taking us next year. As the word came to me, the Lord began to have me draw my focus on, on, on the cedar tree. And there's these four ideas expressed about the cedar tree. Number one is this, is that cedar trees, they are, they're deeply rooted. They're deeply rooted. Somebody say deeply rooted. In 2024, you need to be deeply rooted. Deeply rooted. When, when the cedar tree is deeply rooted, it has the capacity to expand up to 40 feet wide around the tree trunk. 40 feet wide. You need like a ton of tree huggers just to wrap around that one 40-foot span. It's deeply rooted and has the ability. Why is that so important? Because when you're deeply rooted, you're stable. And the Lord desires for his church to be a stable church. The Lord desires his church to be, to be a place of stability. And so mark this down is that as we go into 2024, it is going to be a season of stability. In other words, the Lord's going to bring order back to his church. It's a season of order. And we heard it earlier and I wanted to just draw the attention back to it. It's when you prioritize putting Jesus first. Matthew 6.33 says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. He says, seek first the kingdom, not seek the kingdom first. What's the difference, pastor? I can start my day seeking the kingdom first and then not incorporating Jesus in the rest of my day. I did my little five-minute devotion. I'm good. But seeking first the kingdom means I'm putting Jesus at every part, at every portion of my life. It's not just adding Jesus into my problems. It's incorporating Jesus in all of my plans. God wants to bring order back, but you have to be people that prioritize seeking Jesus first. His kingdom, his righteousness, and then all the things are added. You have to be deeply rooted in good ground to become stable and to have order. In this season, it will require, by the way, repentance and a great return to the Lord. The word repent means to turn the other way. And some of us, we haven't turned the other way. We've turned partially. The Lord's not looking for a partial turn. He's looking for a full turn back into his arms so that you know that your purpose and his plan, it is in him and him alone. This season as we step into, it's one that is of repentance, a great return to the Lord, which will, by the way, turn the hearts to revival. I want to tell you this, revival, stop praying for revival. Oh my, 
Oh, how could you say that, Pastor? Stop praying for revival because Jesus is revival. And if Christ is in you, revival is already inside of you. You are revival. Don't pray for a move of God. Be a move of God. So we have to seek the Lord first. So that our hearts can be on fire for the things of God. Revival. It starts in the hearts of those who are truly on fire for God. When we put Christ first, it means that we have to tear down the things that don't belong. See, the reason why the barren fig tree didn't bear fruit, at least what we could gather, is because the one that was keeping it said, well, let me dig it and fertilize it. And if anyone's ever planted a tree or a plant or something in, 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 in not very good soil, if the soil is compromised, you got to dig it up. you got to dig around it. you got to make sure that there's the proper soil, the proper conditions for that tree or that plant to take if it is going to be fresh and flourishing. And if you're going to be fresh and flourishing, there are some things that you're going to have to dig up and dig out of your life if you want to see God move through your life. In the book of Judges, chapter 6, we have the story about Gideon. And I love this story, too, because the angel of the Lord rolls up to Gideon, and he says, yo, what's up, mighty hero? I mean, like, he's, like, you know, encouraging him. He's, 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 he's you know, saying a good thing. And Gideon's response is, well, where's all the miracles been that used to take place from our fathers and from the time of Moses. I was like, whoa, when I read that, I was like, what a great offense you got there, buddy. Did you have that, like, just loaded? <laughs> I mean, think about this. Hey, how you doing, mighty hero? Oh, yeah, well, where's all the miracles? Oh, excuse me. I find humor in this. And so when you read through the, what begins to take place is the angel of the Lord begins to tell Gideon about how he's going to be raised up as a, as a judge and as a, and as a mighty hero and as a mighty man of valor. And he's going to be used by God to, to liberate and set people free, the, the, the people of God free. And, 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 and as Gideon and the angel of the Lord are having this conversation, the angel of the Lord says, now what you need to do is tear down the idols. Tear down the idols. And until you tear down the idols that your fathers and your father's fathers have erected, you're not going to really see this move take place. Some of us are questioning, where are all the miracles, God? Where are all the signs, Lord? I don't see it for me. Other people are partaking. Where is all these things we've talked about? And my question to you is, what idols do you need to tear down going into 2024? There's some things you're going to have to tear down. There's some things, there's, there's, there's different idols of your life. And here's the thing, anything you fear is your idol. Anything you bow your knee to is your idol. And by the way, what you do fear and what you bow to, that's who you worship. Some of us, we need to take down the idols of ourselves going into next year. We've raised up idols and we've been, we've been what, what the book of Revelation says. We, we're not hot, we're not cold, we're lukewarm. And in that passage of scripture, he says, you better be one or the other or else I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. Going into 2024, if you're going to be planted, you better be hot if you want the things of God. Or you better be cold if you want to live in the things of this world. But if you're in between, you're just going to be cut down. You're going to wither away. 
But I speak this message tonight with hope because the Lord who is our strength will cause the people to rise up just as Gideon did and tear down the idols. Oh, he was afraid. He was scared. He went in the middle of the night, but he was obedient to the word of the Lord. And he tore down the idols. And catch this, in Judges 6.34, when he tore down the idol, the Bible says the spirit of the Lord then came upon Gideon. The very thing that caused him to have great success and great victory came as a result of him making up his mind. I came to tell you this. Next year, make up your mind. Make up your mind. Either I'm all in for the things of God or I'm not. But the Lord is tired of his people playing games. He's tired of his people trying to play church. I'm not here to play church. I'm here to be the church. I'm here to reach my world with life. I'm here to be fresh and flourishing in every area of my life. But you got to make up your mind. It's a decision. Are you going to be all in in 2024 or not? I want to be deeply rooted. I want to be stable. That's the first thing. The second thing is this. Cedar trees, they have the ability to live very long. In fact, there are some cedar trees that have been noted to live over a thousand years long. A thousand years long. The Lord spoke to me and he said, that it's a season that it's time for my church to mature. If you're in it for the long haul, it's time that we grow up. It's time that we mature. I'm going to be deeply rooted, which is going to allow me to be stable. And which, by the way, the Lord spoke to me that in that season of stability, nothing broken, missing, or lost. As we enter into that season, if you are willing to set your heart before him, he will accelerate in your life. Sickness will not stay. Depression will not stay. Brokenness will not stay. The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you and will quicken your mortal body, will quicken your mind, will quicken your heart, and will cause you to be victorious. But when I'm deeply rooted, I don't want to just grow a little bit. I want to be in this thing for the long haul. For the psalm said this, that in their old age they'll still be bearing fruit. Now, I'm not quite 40 yet, but I'll tell you this, I want to keep on running as long as I can. I want to be bearing fruit in my old age. I love my grandfather. My grandfather, man, he was receiving fruit in his old age. On his last moments on this earth, people were putting $100 bills in his hand, blessing him. You know why? Because he sowed $100 bills. He blessed other people. He lived a life of sowing, and therefore he lived his life reaping harvest. I want to reap harvest. I want to be fresh and flourishing and bearing fruit, which means I have to mature. Oh, my goodness, what a word for the church. <laughs> got to grow up a little bit. And, and, and when I get into this portion right here, I'm just telling you I'm reading the Bible, so... You know, if you give me a side look face right now, it's, 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 it's your conviction. But John 15, Jesus says this, that I am the vine and you are the branches. My father, he's the, fine, the vine dresser. And, you know, those who abide in me and my words abide in them, right? You're going you're gonna to bear fruit. But if you don't abide in me and, and you don't bear fruit, then what's going to happen? My father's going to come and he's going he's gonna to cut you off. What a great passage of scripture. So we want to bear fruit. Yay, that's great. But what kind of fruit? Jesus draws our attention to what kind of fruit. And I just want to turn there really quick and I just want to read this one portion tonight. Because the Bible says in John 15, 
verse 9. He says, as my father loved me and I also have loved you, abide in my love. Well, there, there's, there's our indicator of what kind of fruit we're supposed to be bearing. He says that you need to abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and, and I abide in his love. And, and, and it goes on in verse 11, and these things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment. Here it is. He says it in verse 12, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. There has been a theme all year that the Lord has pressed on our hearts. It's been Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 through 16, but he says this in Hebrews. He says, those that pursue peace with everyone and holiness shall see God. Without peace, without love for one another, without a holy life before the Lord, I will not see God. So if you're saying, I don't see the Lord, I question and I, and I caution you. Are you walking in love? Are you walking in peace? Are you walking in unity? Because the church that's going to flourish is one that has come together in unity. One that is unified. One that is for His glory as one. It's by our love for one another. you're talking about love tonight I'm talking about the kingdom tonight Matthew's gospel he says in chapter 5 verse 8 and 9 but in verse 8 he says this those who are pure in heart those are the ones that are going to see the Lord pure in heart it's a call to holiness verse 9 he says those who are peacemakers will be called the children of God. So if I'm not abiding in Christ and bearing the fruit of love, I'm not making peace, therefore I can't even be considered a child of God. God forbid I forfeit who I am as a child of God because I'm not willing to work for the benefit of one another. And what has happened is that there's been division and discord that has been sown in the hearts of people. And we wonder why we don't see the miracles that came before us, but when we are willing to bind ourselves together, be united in love, Paul says that in Ephesians 4, bind yourself, fight for it, grind it out, whatever it takes, do not allow the enemy to create division. And here's the thing, when I'm not truly planted in the house of the Lord, I will live my life divided. And God says, be planted in my house, fight for the fruit of making peace and, 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 and having love between one another. We can't have disunity in the church. Peace, unity, pursue those things. It's time for the church to mature. It's time that as we go into next year that we are pursuing the best in one another. Listen, I hate the woke agenda and all the junk that's out there, and I'm not going to talk all around that because I don't want to get hyped up on, on, on those things. But here's the deal. I hate the sin, but I love the sinner. And I will fight so that sinner can have an encounter with Jesus. I'm not going to walk around looking at them up and down saying, well, you don't look like me, and that's the problem with the body of Christ. We want, us, we want others to look like us rather than look like him. Because we've put labels on Christianity. 
And here's how it's supposed to look. And if it doesn't look like this, well, brother, they're going to just have to go through a process and a season. No, lead them to encounter the king. Get them planted in the house of the Lord. It is a season that mature Christians will be fruitful. Immature, unabiding Christians will have no fruit. But those who are willing to mature in their heart and in their mind will begin to see their lives flourish spiritually, physically, in your family, in your relationships, financially, in our church. When we get those things right, that's why he says, seek my kingdom and the righteousness and all those things are added. Get those things right. Fight for to live right before the Lord in holiness, peace amongst one another, and watch the greatest outpouring of miracles. The greatest moves that we've seen this year in 2023 has been when we came together unified as the church, singing the songs and declaring holy and mighty. And, 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 and when we take that moment and we, and we grab hands with one another, why? Because that faith begins to stir up the kingdom. And when that faith goes up, miracles come down. We have to mature ourselves into that season. We can't allow things to come in and divide our hearts and, and divide the people of God. It's a season of maturity. The, 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 the third thing about cedar trees is that they're one of the strongest trees in the world. By the way, they can grow up to 100 feet tall. It's a pretty massive tree. And the Lord began to put on my heart is. When, when, when you get deeply rooted in, and you allow yourself to get firmed up and, and shored up in the things of God, and when you allow yourself to begin to, to mature, then you're going to enter into a season of durability. It is a season that the Lord is going to strengthen his church and cause you to persevere. To strengthen and to cause you to persevere. It's going to be a season that challenges will come, by the way. Giants will present themselves, by the way. But when I know that my strength comes from the Lord, I'm not worried about any giant because I'm not in fear of the giant. When I live my life in fear of the Lord, it's his might, it's his strength, and so I'm not going to be running from giants. I'm going to be running to giants knowing the battle is already won. I'm here to tell you that when the giants present themselves next year, if you are planted in the house of the Lord, he is going to strengthen you to persevere over every obstacle, over every giant, over every situation that tries to present itself. So do not be discouraged. Do not lose heart, as the psalmist David said. He said, I would have fainted if I hadn't believed. Some of y'all got to get your belief back. You got to get your faith back, knowing that we serve a good God that loves you and wants to see your life blessed. He wants to see your health 100. He wants to see your families restored. He wants to see your marriages flourish and your children flourish and our community flourish. It's a season that he's going to strengthen the people of God and cause them to persevere. He said, I would have fainted. I would have fell back into my problem. I would have fell back into addiction. I would have fallen back into those 
crappy relationships. I just realized we got some children in the room. I would have fallen back into my old lifestyle. I would have fallen back, but I have seen that the Lord is good, and so I'm not going to allow this thing to hold me hostage, to keep me from my purpose, to keep me from my future, to keep me from flourishing. I'm going to press on, as we heard this morning. I'm going to press on and lay hold of that which lays hold of me, which is the goodness of God. He said, I would have fainted if I hadn't believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land, the land of the living. You say, Pastor, why are you getting so excited? Because I know this, that stepping into next year, if we're going to flourish, we're taking ground. We're taking ground. I said we're taking ground. What the devil thought that he was going to take away from the people of God in 2024, we're taking it back. You better touch someone next to you and say, we're taking it back. I feel a rhyme could come out of that. We're taking it back, taking it back. I don't know. It could be like that. But I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. Everything the devil thought that he was going to take away from me, everything that this world thought it was going to take away from you, we're taking it back next year. Strong perseverance when you're planted in the house of the Lord. He says at the end of that passage of Psalm 27, so wait on the Lord. Your key to strength is waiting on him. It's the hardest part for most believers. It's because I want it and I want it now. But David said, wait. There's something about the waiting. There's something about the waiting. In Genesis it says, as long as the earth remains, there's seed, time, and harvest. We know what the seed looks like. And if it's an apple seed, I've got a picture of the harvest. It's supposed to be an apple tree or apple fruit. But the one thing I cannot see is the time. And time is the thing that discourages the body of Christ and believers. But David says, that's the period that you're waiting and the Lord is strengthening you. He's strengthening you. He's strengthening you. What you didn't realize is that if you had it now, it's not going to be as good as it could have been if you were to wait it out a little bit longer. I remember when I was going to the gym and I was really into to bench press and I wanted to lift 225, I wanted to lift it now. But if I would have gone to that gym and pop on 225 and try to lift it my first day out of the box, it would have crushed me. Some of you want blessings that if you had it right now and you weren't strengthened for it, it wouldn't be a blessing, it would be a burden. But if you wait on the Lord, he will strengthen you and allow you to carry an even greater blessing. Lord wants to bless his people. He wants to cause you to be fresh and flourishing. Fresh to be renewed, to be refreshed as I'm in the house of the Lord. When I wait upon the Lord, what does he do? He renews my he renews my strength. Strength and perseverance. And the last Part of this, this, this idea about the cedar tree is that cedar trees are well known around the world. In fact, they're so large when they're totally at its peak of fresh and flourishing that you can see them at far distances. They are majestic. When I'm planted in the house of the Lord and I'm flourishing, people get to see the majesty of who he is. But it starts when I 
know that I'm entering into a season of stability, which will take me to a place of maturity, which allows me now to be, have this durability, this strengthening, so that people can see his majesty. The Lord said, Sean, tell the people when they enter into this place, it will be a season of increase in influence and integrity. Increase, influence, and integrity. Why integrity? Because integrity is my heart's posture that it is the Lord that has made me glad, not me. It's that the Lord prospered me, not me. Because sometimes we can get so caught up in our own majesty that we forget that it is him. You know who got in trouble with that? Hezekiah. Hezekiah was so prosperous that he showed all of his precious treasures to the enemy. And as a result, the Lord said now for future generations, the same enemy that you showed your treasures to, they're going to take everything away because you thought it was you that caused you to increase. See, Hezekiah, he passed the test of adversity, but he didn't pass the test of prosperity. Some of us, we have grinded it out trusting the Lord. We've passed the test of adversity. But now as the Lord begins to bless you and increase you and give you influence, will you remember that it was Him? I charge you and I caution you. Do not lose sight that it is the Lord that has blessed you and caused you to flourish and not you yourself. It is a humbling that, Lord, you are the center of it all. You're the one that blesses. You're the one that prospers. And I'm here to tell you, when you allow that level of integrity to maintain, the Lord will cause you to have such significant increase in influence. Get ready. Your businesses are going to pop off next year when you're planted in the house of the Lord. Get ready. Your families are going to encounter God. Oh, but pastor, I've been praying for so long and I haven't seen it. Remain planted in the house of the Lord and watch the sons and daughters that have been far from God encounter God in 2024. I'm telling you, get ready as we go into next year. It is going to be a year of such significant increase in influence that the world will not deny who our God is. It is time that the church flourishes so the world will know that the world will know who God is. It's a season of stability. It's a season of maturity. It's a season of durability. And it's a season of his majesty, his majesty. These are the requirements if you're going to truly flourish in the house of the Lord of 2024. These are the requirements if you're going to truly flourish in the house of 2024. As I was praying that night and the Lord began to give me Psalms 92 and, and I remember I was, was in my office and, and, and he just wrecked me. I was on the floor like weeping like a baby, like what are you showing me these things? And he began to show me this and he, and he said, Sean, you got to understand something. It's so important right now that the church, that the church, that my church, I'm the head of my church, I'm the head of my bride. It's time that we get her ready right now. And it's time, it's time that the bride gets herself ready. The Lord wants a ready bride. 
not a rushed bride. The Lord wants a ready bride, not a reckless bride. The Lord wants a ready bride without spot or wrinkle. And that's why he says in Ephesians, it's the word. It's the washing of the word. It's the word of the Lord that allows you to prepare yourself for the season that we're stepping into. Because while it is a season that we shall flourish, the word of the Lord came to me. And I was so checked in my heart about this. And I told my wife, I said, I'm almost scared to death to say this. But I know that it's from God and I would rather be obedient to the word of the Lord. Than miss what he's going to do and what he desires to do in my life and in this house. And the Lord told me, tell the church it's a season to flourish. There's a grace that's upon the church again. 2020, by the way, that was a test run. Now he wants to see, are you really planted? You think it's going to get easier? Just look around the world today. Ain't nothing getting easier. 2020, that was a test run. But if you're planted in the house of the Lord, you got nothing to fear and nothing to worry about because you will flourish. But the Lord spoke to me this. He said, there has been two seasons that have been marked out. As in the days of Joseph the dreamer, go back in Genesis, when he came out of the prison because he was, uh, Pharaoh was told that there was a man that can interpret your dreams where no other man was able to do it. Joseph was brought before him and Pharaoh presented him a dream that really was two dreams in one. And it signified this, that there was seven years of flourishing and there was going to be seven years of famine. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, just as there was in the days of Joseph, get ready. For in the days of the church, there is going to come a time of flourishing and there's going to come a time of famine. Now you've got nothing to fear and nothing to worry about because if you're planted in the house of the Lord, you will be fresh, you will be flourishing. In fact, your storehouses will have more than enough. But there will come a moment where famine will creep in and the world will cry out and where will they turn to? The people of God. But if you are not planted in the house of the Lord, he said, it's a wake-up call. It's time to make a decision. Enough playing games. Either you're a people about my house, a people about my presence, a people that's obedient to my word, a people that will humble themselves and pray, a people that are willing to set themselves before me, just as Joseph did. You've got nothing to fear, for you will flourish. And so mark it down. There will come a time that the famine will come. But if you're planted in the house of the Lord, you will be fresh and flourishing. For Proverbs says this, when the righteous are in authority, the people will rejoice. The righteous people that declare, according to Psalm 92, the theme scripture said this, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. But in verse 15, it, it closes by saying to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. This is a time, church. No games. This is a time, church. Wake up. This is a time, church. You better get planted in. And let me say this. You might walk out of this place tonight and not come back, but you better find a house to get planted in. You better make up your mind. The Lord is tired of people playing games. Make up your mind. If the Lord has spoken a word to your heart, you better follow through with it. 
If the Lord has given you a dream, you better follow through with it. If the Lord has given you an idea, a concept, and a strategy, you better follow through with it. The things that the Lord has planted in your heart and in your life need to flourish. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. So my question to you tonight is, will you be planted? And I will tell you this for me and my house. We're going to flourish in the house of the Lord. And we're going to declare his praises because he is good and he is God. I declare tonight, Lord, we will be planted in your house for your glory that the world will know the world will know that there is a God in heaven that does love them that does want them blessed you are commissioned to flourish Jesus says it's the great commission not the great condition well if the condition's right Maybe I'll flourish. If the condition's right, maybe I'll witness. If the condition's right, no, it's not the great condition. And that's our problem. We're so conditioned to culture and, and society. I'm not going to be planted in that. I'm going to be planted in the house of the Lord. And tonight as we prepare to sow our first fruit offering, we're going to declare that we shall flourish in 2024. We shall flourish in 2024. Your families will flourish. Your health will flourish. Your spiritual walk will flourish. In your mind, in your heart, in your relationships, I declare, Lord, let the church flourish. Let the church flourish. Let the church flourish. We trust that what you heard today has encouraged you to live the abundant life. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on our website, AbundantLife.tv, or follow us on Instagram at AbundantLife underscore TV and Facebook at Come to Life. And remember, God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you.